Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. School teacher and inventor Gordon Payne has built a better mousetrap at much better price, and he's joined the Oakley Show to explain all. Gordon, good to have you here on board. Good afternoon. Nice to be here, John. Yeah, you know, I'm watching this YouTube video drawn to my attention. I went, wow, this guy's MacGyver. <laughs> it's the, <laughs> the, the way you cobble together a ventilator. What prompted you to make a ventilator? And we'll get into the specifics in a second, but where'd the idea get? Uh, what was uh, the idea or the impetus for this? Well, there is a non, there are several open source ventilator projects going on around the world with uh, places like MIT, and there's a Canadian consortium of universities, and they've all got top-of-the-line engineers, and they're using really uh, complicated manufacturing techniques and materials, and I thought I could do it uh, just a nice, simple, emergency-type one uh, for a lot less money with stuff that could be found, you know, in the village or, you know, in places in the remote areas that don't really have access to these kind of health resources. Yeah, when you say in remote areas, because you do address early on in the video uh, the number that there were 12 million people in South Sudan and only four ventilators? Yeah, that's what I read in The Guardian a couple of weeks ago, yes. Well, all right, so the ratio is not good. Should anybody take sick and need one, uh, they're going to be in real trouble. So was it an an idea then that, uh, again, you want to be a part of this project uh, and somewhere along the line be able to offer your product for a price that is reasonable, especially for folks in the developing world? Well, it, I wanted to just be out there as an impetus to show people that this sort of thing can be done, but I also was drawn to my attention that there's a United Nations competition for, uh, it's called a, it's called Hackster.io, and it's called the Prevent and, or the Protect and Detect uh, Project, and they're inviting hackers from all over the world to try and prevent uh, solutions to different aspects of solving the and dealing with the pandemic. So I've entered it in that uh, competition as well. Geez, Gordon, uh, the way I looked at this thing and the way you put it together at a fairly nominal price, we got to get you working on a vaccine next. But uh, <laughs> here's my here's here's my question. Maybe you can walk it through, walk us through it in layperson's terms. How you go about building a ventilator and what exactly is a ventilator? A ventilator is an apparatus that uh, breathes for a person, so it forces air into their lungs and allows the lungs to then um, exhale as well. And a complex one in a hospital environment would have all kinds of uh, different kind of gas monitoring and vital sign monitoring uh, features in it. The system I built is just based on one of those uh, resuscitator bags like you see on uh, hospital shows or that they use in um, ambulances to just keep a person breathing where the person squeezes the bag to force air into their lungs. So my machine is just a pump that, man- that, uh, that automatically compresses uh, that bag and then ex- allows them to exhale and it has a few settings on it that the physician can modify to tailor it to the to the volume and the speed uh, for that particular patient. All right, but uh, when you say it's uh, something that you know allows, it's like a pump or a bellows. I sort of see it as a bellows. Yeah, it's like know, a bellows. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Put oxygen into a fire and give it, uh, you know, let it take off. But so you found some parts. These are fairly common around the house or in the garage. Mm-hmm. Right. Tell us so, about how the. Mm-hmm. Sure. So 
the, the, the center of it is a windshield wiper motor because I thought this is something that's really ubiquitous. It's got a lot of torque. It runs off 12 volts, which means that the device can be powered by anywhere around the world by a car battery or by any number of surplus uh, personal computer power supplies that are just sitting out there in the millions. So that makes it something really easy to get the parts. And then it uses a small uh, computer called an Arduino that is a controller that you can use to control devices. And it can be very simply uh, configured. And I provide the, the computer code to do that, uh, to, to make that run as part of the project. So somebody with just moderate to slightly more than moderate uh, uh, technical skills can put this together in a reasonable a couple of days' work. Yeah, I see it on the circuit board. You've sort of jerry-rigged it so that it would adjust to inhale and exhale and the duration of the breathing in and out. Correct, yes. Okay, uh, and the compression as well is calibrated by how? Uh, the compression of the airbag that, you know, uh, gets into your lungs, uh, but something's got to trigger that airbag. Yeah, so the, the Arduino, the little microprocessor, it controls the inhale and exhale timing. The physician can adjust the timing, and then you can also adjust the amount of volume of air that goes into the lungs on an, on an inhale cycle. Uh, you can adjust the machine to do that as well. So that can be helpful for if you've got an adolescent or a child that needs the ventilation, they can adjust it so they're pumping an amount of air into the, into the lungs that's suitable for that patient's uh, lung volume. Gordon, what do you figure the whole contraption costs? I'd say it's under $50 U.S., so around $70 Canadian. That's on the like that's uh, that's based on the assumption that I did not go to the store to buy anything other than the uh, the uh, motor. Everything else was just scrap wood and scrap parts that I found around the house. I haven't been to a hardware store since the thirteenth of March. <laughs> yeah, not a lot of us have. Uh, so no. rather rudimentary in its design, but it's functional, yeah. and that's the key part showing how yeah. it can work. You built a better mousetrap or a better price here. Any idea given to actually producing this in a factory somewhere or mass producing it? Not at this time. I don't know. There are a lot of other designs that I've seen out there that are, that are that use like the ventilator bag as its as its center, but they're being done by these consortiums, and I think they they're built they're hopefully building these for that kind of environment. But I but they use these really advanced techniques and advanced materials, and I don't know that those are going to be accessible to you know your remote parts of the world that have these poor access. So hopefully this UN competition will get it, and the YouTube videos get it out there to make people aware of it. And I've given links to get to the project, so they've got the build materials and the and the the, the instructions to build it. So hopefully, even if it doesn't go to be directly built like it is, it'll hopefully inspire people to take it and modify it into something that's usable for them in the longer term or as needed thanks for listening to the john oakley show podcast be sure to rate review and subscribe for free at apple podcasts google podcasts and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio